Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 15th of February, 2024. Hopefully, you did not forget yesterday was Valentine's Day. Otherwise, this is the first of many days in the doghouse. Christopher Columbus writes a summary of his findings in the New World. He's a few days away from landing back in Portugal. The year is 1493. The city of St. Louis is founded in 1764. At the time, the region is controlled by the Spanish. Early in the Civil War, General Grant is engaged at Fort Donelson in western Tennessee. While considered a minor battle in terms of forces, it was something of a turning point in the first year of the war. Thus far, things had gone for the Confederates. There could be a lengthy discussion. The South was fighting from a more emotional position, and many in the North simply did not care. At this point, the argument is largely just to preserve the Union. Slavery was the glue that united the southern states and prompted the war, but large segments of the North were losing the desire to fight or keeping the young nation intact. Mr. Lincoln's slow evolution to make slavery the central issue was as much political as it was moral. Maybe Mr. Lincoln came to realize on a higher level it was the central issue all along. But still, it was much more complicated than calling it a single-issue war. Most of the Confederate soldiers did not own slaves. South Carolina had threatened secession in the 1830s over a conflict with Washington on tariffs. What we in fact were seeing was normal regional strife. Look at Europe, where the countries are much smaller than some of our states. There is a centuries-long history of nearly endless wars and conflicts. This idea of states with a weak, overarching government was noble, but while the founders tried to answer many of the weaknesses found in government, they were still dealing with human nature. While it has its flaws, the Civil War moved us from a strong sense of independent nation-states to a single nation with weak regional states. We went from being Virginians or New Yorkers to Americans, and in the process formed a nation that in another 80 years would prove to be a world superpower. Had the South prevailed, there would not be a United States as we know it today. The first college to offer a degree in mechanical engineering is founded in 1870. It's the Stevens Institute of Technology. Prior to this, if you wanted an engineering degree, West Point was your best bet. The few other options generally had small programs and had a limited number of graduates. At the time, only about 5% of the practicing engineers had a formal college degree. Changes during the Civil War shifted this. The Morrill Act provided for land-grant colleges to teach agricultural and mechanical arts. Southern states had resisted the act. When they removed themselves, Congress passed it. The Spanish-American War gets started in 1898 with a bang. The USS Maine explodes in Savannah Harbor. The cause is still debated. Cuba was in the midst of a war for independence, and the Maine was there to protect American interest on the island. Some claim an external mine caused the explosion, and others believe the cause was a buildup of methane gas from the coal bunker. 
1933, there is an assassination attempt on President-elect Franklin D. Roosevelt. Mr. Roosevelt is in Miami along with Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak. Cermak is wounded and dies a couple of weeks later. The first general-purpose computer is dedicated in 1946, named ENAC. The machine was vastly capable of performing mathematical calculations, certainly for the day, but it was large, 8 feet tall, 3 feet deep, and 100 feet long. It weighed 30 tons. The logic circuits utilized vacuum tubes. While failing frequently, they consumed lots of power to operate. 150 kilowatts. That is equivalent to 1,500 100-watt light bulbs. Archaeologists began excavation in the first of the Qumran caves in 1949. Locals had found the first of what we know as the Dead Sea Scrolls a couple of years prior. They had first tried to sell them to a local antiques dealer who dismissed them as worthless. Actress Jane Seymour is 73 today. She has had a list of roles on stage and the small screen. You might recall her jewelry designs or as the title character in the series, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Canada adopts the now famous Maple Leaf flag in 1965. Despite having the United States as a pattern, Central and South America has for much of recent history been a cauldron of corrupt governments and instability. In 1973, Jose Ibarra is serving as the president of Ecuador for the fifth time when he's overthrown by the military for the fourth time. The idea of a military overthrow of a government is common in most of the world, especially in third world countries. I consider this when I hear calls to require our president to have a military background. While it certainly is helpful for the commander-in-chief to have experience and it may demonstrate patriotism, a military-backed government has few reasons to answer to the people. The Soviet Union announces they have pulled all troops out of Afghanistan. This is in 1998. 21 years ago, there are protests around the world against the Iraq War. What folks do not want to acknowledge is there are bad players who have to be put into their place. Often these peace protesters ignore the fact the war was caused when some country was acting like a bully and a good guy defends himself or tries to protect the innocents. If you want to see this exact scenario played out, look at the discussion and protest against Israel today. Israel is not the bad guy in this case, nor have they ever been. Eleven years ago, a meteor explodes over Russia. If you recall, video was all over the news at the time. I was reminded how detailed the church debate can in fact be. I take issues with some tone and nuances of my church group. They flirt with major points, but not quite to that level. I recently exchanged a couple of messages with a person online who I at first thought might align with my thoughts. It seems they also have major points of difference. It's nice if we could all get along, hug, sing kumbaya, and go our happy way. I understand that the gospel includes a large dose of love your neighbor but the debatable points across the Christian spectrum are not trivial. We have decided in polite society to not mention religion, but if you love your neighbor, should you not at least try to note the points of contention? It's akin 
to you warning them that a tree is about to fall on their house while they sleep? Should you wake your neighbor or allow them to sleep? Which is the greater offense? That's history and comment for the 15th day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.